0: You deserve to live life with confidence.
1: We're your hosts, Brooke Brewer and
0: Danny Mullen here from Raw Fitness. Confidently Flawed is a podcast dedicated to bringing you the secret sauce and helping you look good and feel even better.
1: What's holding you back from being the most confident you.
0: Welcome back, guys. Here, Danny here, Brooke here with the Confidently Flawed podcast, ready to drop some secret sauce all on hormones today and actually we got so much on hormones i think we're gonna we're gonna probably have to split this up into two segments brooke because we we got a, a lot of knowledge that we want to drop for you guys today and i think i think you're going to really resonate with it and, and find some good things and one of the reasons we want to do this for one it's a topic that a lot of people come to us about is well i i want this or i want to achieve this or i want to do this but my hormones get in the way or i'm, I'm struggling with this aspect and sometimes we we don't always realize like hormones play a major role in what's going on in our body and and kind of really takes control of of what's really happening and and there's there's a lot of things that we can control and there's a lot of things that we can't and what we want to try to do is is focus today on on how we can manipulate certain things in our lifestyle to get the most out of our hormones and get uh get our body back to to where it needs to be. And Brooke, I've I've listened to some of your content before and, and you've talked uh, uh, pretty extensively on this topic. So I'd love to for you to kind of take the floor and, and really dive into to this and you know what what people may not even realize is affecting their hormones.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a subject that I'm very passionate about because like you said, it's something that people don't realize. I think that so many people might realize that they need to work out more to lose weight, or they need to eat cleaner to lose weight, or they need to sleep more to have more energy. Right. I think those are the basics. And a lot of people fail to realize that hormones is Everything, especially us females. Sorry, guys, to exclude you. You do have hormones, but not nearly as as much as us women do. And it's it's so crazy how much our hormones can play a role in everything. And unfortunately, as we progress with technology, as we progress progress with what man can make, you know, in, in anything, in in materials, in skincare, and makeup we have more and more hormone disrupting ingredients and chemicals in our day-to-day products that are affecting our hormones that much more. So in this episode and Danny's right we have to split this up because we've got we could take an hour of your time on one episode or we can be generous and split it up because we have so much content to share and This week, I want to touch on the environment. I want to touch on our just overall environment and how our environment affects our hormones from our workout environment to our makeup environment, to our home environment, to our outdoor environment. There's just so much in our day-to-day life and our day-to-day environment that affects our hormones. So I want to basically just take some time and talk about some things to keep your eyes out for in your environment. Um, basically, endocrine disrupting chemicals and ingredients and things that we find in your endocrine disruptors is essentially your hormone disruptors. Okay, so what happens with endocrine disrupting ingredients is they increase the pr- um, the production of some hormones like estrogen, but then they can also decrease the production of hormones, which because they're mimicking the effects of hormones in our body. So our body thinks that we don't need to create more hormones or don't need to turn on hormones because they're getting it from these mimicked hormones that are in our day to day products. And the bottom line for any of these ingredients is they're not your body's friend. They might think it's our body's friend because they look somewhat identical to hormones, but that wreaks havoc on our body so much. And that throws our hormones off whack. If you are finding yourself having really rough cycles or finding yourself having really bad acne, or you're tired all the time, or you're irritable, or you just don't have the energy to get through a workout. I mean, I could go on and on and on, but all of that is very likely hormones. So yes men also this does affect you too your hormones aren't nearly as extreme as our hormones but these are important for you to keep your eyes out with as well because these can affect you so a couple things i would say would be my main things to avoid there's a whole long list of things but of course that can be overwhelming and we have to be in the reality of we are going to have to pick and choose our battles. But these I would say are my personal top things to keep your eye out for. So PFCs. So this is actually, um, compounds found in non-stick pans, um, PFOEs, PFEAs. These are ingredients that you find in a lot of your cookware that actually, you know, you got chemicals like Teflon, um, these get into our food, which then is being consumed as we are ingesting them. And this really affects our hormones. People don't fully realize how much their pans can affect their hormones. So if this is a route that, you are wanting to take. I urge you to look against non-stick pans because all of that non-stick is very unhealthy for your hormones. So again, trying to avoid non-stick pans is what I would recommend. Another thing that I highly encourage you to stay away from is BPA's. BPA's is found in a lot of our plasticware. Believe it or not, it's actually found in receipts as well, like receipts from the grocery store, receipts at any sort of store. So I encourage you when you are buying any sort of plastic product, A, to try to avoid plastic at all costs. But if you have like a plastic water bottle or if you are using, let's say, you know, Tupperware or anything like that, look for the ingredient being BPA free. And if you are at the grocery store anywhere, try to opt in for email receipts or no receipts at all if possible because you'll be amazed at how much BPAs are on receipts. And then we're touching them. They sit around in our purses. Ladies, I know how the purse thing goes. They just float around in your purse and then they get on everything. And then we touch it. And when we touch things, it gets into our skin and it absorbs into our body. So trying to stay away from BPAs. Another thing that really disrupts our hormones is pesticides. We've got things like DDT. We have glyphosate. All of these pesticides are another hormone disrupting chemical that mimics hormones. And, you know, a lot of these pesticides are used to kill insects and prevent crops from getting eaten. But yet we essentially ingest these because these are being sprayed on our foods and they're extremely toxic. So what I would encourage you to do to avoid pesticides. Pesticides is try to search for organic and non-GMO, so non-genetically modified organism whenever possible. Another one to keep your eye out for, and this is actually one that raises a lot of eyebrows, and something that I've dived into a lot recently, is UV filters. Um, so UV filters are in sunscreens and they are chemical compounds that block the ultraviolet rays. If you do choose to wear sunscreen, which I know is, is important for a lot of people. I urge you to try to find a mineral sunscreen and really try to eliminate fragrance and other toxins that are in this because Our hormones actually need that, those UV rays. Our hormones actually do need the sun to regulate. We need that vitamin D, we need those rays. And when we not only put on sunscreen that's loaded with toxic ingredients while also blocking those UV rays, it really actually does um, wreak a lot of havoc on our hormonal system. So make sure that if you are someone that needs to wear sunscreen, I'm not saying to go lay out and get sunburned, because obviously we know the complications that can happen with that. so try to look for more mineral based sunscreens. A couple more that I want to go over parabens and phthalates. These are probably my number one recommendation. If you get anything from this episode is to stay away from parabens and phthalates. If you are a mom with a young daughter, I extra encourage you to do this. Parabens and phthalates are found in most all of our cosmetics, beauty, and skincare products. I sit there and just think of all the glittery makeup and glittery lotions and all of that that I would have as a young girl, just thinking of how bad that was for hormones when we are young girls, especially when our hormones are just starting that when we are giving parabens and phthalates to our kids or to adults. These are, they mimic hormones, they mimic estrogen. So our body thinks that it is getting estrogen and it is very, they, there's not only links to a lot of hormonal disorders, but these are actually linked to cancer. These are known carcinogens. So I would look for paraben and phthalate free makeup, lotion, skincare. Yes, I know the bright blue glittery eyeshadow might be very exciting to your daughter, but we have to learn to say no sometimes, especially when it's affecting their hormones. And then the last but not least one I would say is probably my biggest for things to look out for is soy products. Any soy products, these mimic the effects of estrogen in the body and interfere with your hormones. So if you are trying to support your hormones, try to stay away from soy at all costs. Turn around that ingredient label. And if you see soy on there, think twice before buying it. Um, soy milk. There's this whole idea that dairy isn't great for you. Which I, I will be the first to say, I don't eat dairy, but I would encourage you if you are not eating dairy, go for things like almond milk or oat milk versus soy milk, soy mimics estrogen. And this is actually probably one of the most important ones for men as well. Soy is actually even worse for men as it is for women. Cause again, it mimics the effects of estrogen. So you are essentially mimicking estrogen. Estrogen in the male body, which obviously we know males don't need estrogen nearly as much as females do. So I would say these are my most common things to try to keep your eye out for and avoid when you are looking to support your hormones.
0: Yeah, Brooke, that's great. Uh, I have another one that women will not like this one either, but definitely men. I know uh, that that I know at least uh, is beer. Beer is one of the biggest estrogen boosters out there. So for all my beer lovers, uh, and you're struggling with hormones, or you, you think you may be struggling with hormones because of some symptoms you have or what have you beer could be a big culprit really alcohol in general, but definitely beer more so. So, um, I think, uh, a lot of of Brooke, what you said is, is, is huge. And, you know, I think any of those like, like xenoestrogen or estrogen boosters that are not really natural in nature and, and, um, how we're supposed to happen is, is, is really an, a, a, an interesting concept. And, you know, one thing, and just a simple fact of like, okay, maybe I don't use certain fragrances or whatever it is, or I don't drink from plastics and, and different things there. Like if I could just cut out some of that and all of a sudden I'm able to improve some of my hormonal profile, like that's, that's an easy win, right? It's, that's not anything too crazy. And, you know, if, if some of us are like, well, I'm, uh, you know, that, that's nice. That said, you know, you know what, that's, that's very nice to hear, but my struggles with a different hormone. Well, I, I'll be the one to tell you is all these hormones are correlated together, right? So I'll, I'll use an example because we're talking about sex hormones a lot with estrogen and progesterone and um, testosterone is, you know, when, when my, when my body starts to create stress hormones, for instance, and I start to create cortisol and my body will start to take my stores of DHEA, and that is what is actually used to create sex hormones. So if your body's always in a stressful state, you're always creating stress. Well, now your body doesn't have the nutrients it needs to create sex hormones. So now all of a sudden your estrogen is low or testosterone is low or, or one of them are, are the, the ratio of them is, is out of balance, right? So all of these can be correlated. Sometimes a lot of times people with thyroid hormone issues are also because there's issue with the sex hormones or there's issues with the blood sugar or stress hormones, right? It's all correlated and they all, they all feed off of each other. So just because we might be talking about sex hormones here, doesn't mean that it, it isn't affecting you and maybe some hormonal issues that, that you're running into. So I, I would definitely urge to, you know, don't get caught up in, in that conver- part of the conversation because they all are correlated. So Brooke, if somebody's dealing with this and you know, we're obviously, you know, one thing that we do here at RAW is fitness, right? We also do nutrition and accountability and lifestyle coaching, if you will. But if if somebody's going through this, so somebody's in your situation or what have you, like what 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 types of things maybe within workouts and things like that that could affect their their sex hormones because working out is a big can really affect the sex hormones. Like what what's maybe some tips that you would give them?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think mean, this is, this is something that isn't talked about enough is actually to, it's funny. I, I actually, the, the highlight of this was to go with the flow and literally, I mean, go with the flow, go move your workouts through your period and your cycle. And if you don't have a cycle, you can still work these through your hormones because it plays a huge effect on our, obviously our, our workout schedule, our hormones. And if we can actually utilize our hormones on our workouts that will help to regulate our hormones. And if we can make sure we're doing the right things at the right times, that's another really great way to help your environment of your hormones. So you know, working out according to each phase of your cycle, or even just according to your hormones can not only help to speed up muscle growth, but it also can improve recovery and improve your overall hormones. So your, any symptoms that you have in pre post or pro um, cycles. So in menopause this is relevant in during your cycle and even young girls, you know, hormones are present. And I think that it can to me, anything that can support my hormones, I am here for. So, you know, for specific people that are going through a cycle, I want to share some helpful tips of how to work out during your cycle. So You know, women typically have a 28 day hormonal cycle, which actually men have a 24 hour cycle. So that's a fun fact. Women are about average 28 days, give or take a few days from there. And men are just on a 24 hour hormonal cycle. Um, It's actually really smart to optimize our hormones, to work smarter in the gym, to also help us get better results. So breaking down the cycle. So you might ladies actually learn a little bit more about, your cycles here. So during the first one to seven days, this is your menstrual cycle. This is during your flow. This is when you are having your period, and this is the best time for you. Obviously, yes, we talk about self-care all the time, but for your actual workouts, this is when you wanna do more slow, gentle-based movements like yoga, stretching, really listening to your body during these phase. You can actually affect and throw off a lot of your hormones if you go balls to the walls in the gym and you're just doing all these strength days during your cycle, because this is actually when your hormones need to be present and to take that rest after the menstrual cycle. So the next seven to, um, 14 days. So essentially the next week is your follicular phase. This is actually when your energy, your energy levels start to rise. And so this is actually one of the best times for you to do cardio based workouts, hip based workouts, and throwing in a little bit of strength a couple of times a week during these cycles during your ovulation phase, this is day 14 to about, you know, kind of that third week of your cycle. And during your ovulation phase is when your energy is the highest and you are also extremely social. Pretty ironic that this is also the time when We can start to make a family, but it goes to show that this is how it's very important to work out in your cycles. And this is actually your best time to push yourself with hit classes. You know, we've got lots of great group fitness classes here at Raw, and this is probably your best time to really make sure you are showing up consistently during these weeks. And then the last phase of your cycle is the luteal phase. So this is actually basically the week before your menstrual phase going back to phase one. And this is when you are the best, most likely to grow your muscles. So during um, this phase is when we really want to encourage you to push that muscle building strength training, weight training type workouts, because this is when you will optimize your muscle gain. And this is when you, how you can optimize those hormones. So, you know, there is so much to be said when people say you got to burn off your steam, you got to burn off that energy. And there, this kind of goes to show that, you know, when you can work out according to your cycle, this will help regulate your hormones. It will help you, let's say burn off or release or you know, really support those hormones that are being activated in your body. So if you are, especially, I know this really is geared towards women who are still having their cycles. Um, this is a very, very great way to work out, to optimize your energy, to optimize your cycle, how you feel, how you recover and your progress.
0: I think even... You know, I Brooke, I actually learned quite a bit there. Um, I knew a little bit of some of that, but um that that was pretty insightful. So thank you for sharing that. But I think even if you're in a situation where for one, if you're a male and, and you're not dealing with that, and for two, if if maybe you're past that point, you're not having your cycle anymore, uh, there there's some other things that you can take away. And a lot of the times it's it's still kind of similar. The the concept is still somewhat similar. And, you know, if if we take in uh when it comes to workouts in particular, is for both men and people maybe that are past their cycle phase, like is if you're doing strength training and building lean muscle tissue, it is going to greatly help your hormones. And a lot of the times, you know, it's, yes, it's easy for me to say uh, as a male in my thirties, you know, menopause shouldn't be as bad as it is, but studies have shown a big reason why it's as bad as it is, is because of some of the stuff we've been talking about today is because of estrogens in our food and plastics and things like that because of stress, because of all these other lifestyle factors that are making it much worse than it needs to be. And our body isn't primed to be able to handle that. We're not as lean as we should be. We're not as, we don't have as as much lean muscle as we should be, right? We're not eating in a certain way to balance our hormones more, right? If I, if I balance my blood sugar, it's going to help my sex hormones. So if you can, if you can start to take some of this stuff and, and start to, uh, incorporate strength training into your your everyday week, twice a week, three times a week, with some periodic hit style workouts, and start to focus on building some lean muscle tissue and, and strength training your body because that that will produce the right types of hormones to help balance this out. That's that's where the the success recipe happens. You know, and a couple other tips with that. You know, whether you're a younger woman, whether you're you're in menopause, whether you're a male. Like strength training should will benefit all of you. Doing some levels of hit training will benefit all of you to some degree. Um, but managing stress is probably one of the most impactful things. So if you can lower your stress levels, that will help your, your other hormones. But getting in more omega-3s in your diet or leveling out the ratio of omega-6 and omega-9s that are more inflammatory and getting more omega-3s in your diet getting a, a good amount of, of high quality protein and even high quality fat in your diet or at every meal, even better, that that will help your hormones, these sex hormones, and then supplement as needed, right? Start, start taking things like vitamin D3 or zinc or B vitamins or high, you know, getting in more high fibrous foods and different things there. Like if you start to do some of that, or even magnesium, or I mentioned earlier, D, DHEA, like Talk to your doctor. That might be something that might benefit your, especially if you're in a, a high stress situation, um, you know, f- for men, for instance, after the age of 30, your testosterone drops dramatically, right? So you might benefit from supplementing with some DHEA and definitely you're going to benefit from from doing strength training because that's the best one. That's the the number one way to increase your sex hormones in terms of like testosterone and things like that and balance out uh, some of the female sex hormones. So, I think if, if you can start to do some of those things and and maybe shy away from some of those things that Brooke mentioned today, you're, you're, you're gonna go a long way for yourself and you're, and you're really gonna you're, you're gonna see a, a positive experience when it comes to that, and it's it's just gonna work out in your favor. So I think if if I was to to sit here and say the overall thing that is is gonna make the most impact or the biggest takeaway for me, I think is, to, to use fitness to improve your hormones, right? So if, if you listen to all what Brooke said w- within your flow, like utilize that time of the month to hit your certain types of workouts and, and listen to your body and different things there. And then if you're not in that situation or you're male or you're, you're in menopause, like get strength training, use strength training, use hit or high intensity interval training to produce or help produce and balance the right types of hormones so you're in a better situation, and you're going to start to feel better and, and experience um, the the benefits of a a, a well balanced you know hormone profile. Brooke, how about you? If you're gonna you're gonna have that one takeaway from kind of this conversation, what would you say it would be?
1: You made a really good point, and I want to bring that up because I would say this is my takeaway. But you said, as a 30 year old male, I shouldn't say this, but I am uh, menopause shouldn't be bad. But you're right, PMS shouldn't be rough as it is. This menopause, like. We should not be having these painful, crampy cycles, these heavy flowing cycles, this these headaches. Like those are not normal. Our ancestors did not have as bad of hormones as that. And I think that overall goes to show that our environment is much more hormonally toxic than it ever used to be. So my takeaway with that is to clean your environment, to your workout environment, your home environment, all of that, because if you are having painful menopause or painful periods, or you are just feeling like you are out of whack, I can guarantee you that there's something in your daily life that is affecting that. And you can start small. We're not saying to completely change your whole workout schedule or to completely get rid of everything in your home, but start small. Maybe next time you go to buy makeup, Just be conscious of the ingredients in that makeup. Or next time you go to buy a water bottle, make sure it's BPA free. Um, All of those little changes compound and in return can support your hormones. And you will be amazed because I am living proof. I used to have cycles that you never would even imagine. And now I am almost perfectly on the dot regular. In fact, this is total TMI, but I think it's important to share. I like had a celebration my last cycle because it completely took me by surprise and I knew it was coming by my calendar, but I didn't feel crampy. I didn't have a headache. I didn't feel literally anything. And that's actually how a cycle and, and menopause even is supposed to feel. And so Biggest, biggest takeaway is control your environment. And that starts with you just being a little bit more conscious of your workouts, of your ingredients and all of that. And you'll be amazed at what it'll do for your hormones.
0: Right. What's pretty cool about that too, is, is it ties in exactly with 75 hard where you're heavily focused on being consistent with workouts, eating well, and look what happens. Your body hormonal profile balance itself out. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, a, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's, exactly. it's a telltale situation to say like, this is, it's, it's not rocket science. It's take care of yourself and you, the rest of your life will improve. You know, I know for me, a little bit different situation, obviously, than, than what you just said. But like, I know when I'm consistently doing strength training and everything, there, like, my whole world changed my mood is way better my my ability to handle stress is way better my energy is way better and my libido is vastly skyrocketed i yeah i I won't get too deep in that but like usually when I when I'm doing that right like i feel the difference in my hormones you know when it comes to that um and if if i'm if i'm getting some of those positive side effects just by doing some of these basic concepts or shying away from that, you know, it's, it's, it's a no brainer not to to start to do because regardless of the situation that you're in or what you're feeling, you're going to benefit from this and you're going to feel it. Just like Brooke mentioned with, with her cycle, just like I mentioned with my energy and, and libido and all that, like, is like, I feel like I'm Superman when I'm consistently strength training, you know what I mean? So it's, it's just the fact that it's, it's, putting you in line with your natural homeostasis what you're supposed to feel like just a lot of times that gets lost in our everyday life because we're so on the opposite end of the spectrum i translate a lot of it back to stress and i think stress is in my opinion the number one cause of the 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 cycle of why we get into these situations and that's uh that's what we'll talk about in the next episode
1: yeah. Like we said, you guys, we have another entire episode on hormones. So stay tuned for next week for our part two hormone conversation, where we're just going to continue this conversation on hormones and supporting your body with our hormones. So as always, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are feeling guided to throw us a review, give us a rating, share this with your friends. If you post it on social media, please throw us a tag. We'd love to see that you're watching this and listening to this because that's all we ask. We, we, we just do this to help you guys guys to learn and to just be extra supported in your health and wellness journey. So thanks again for tuning in guys, and we will see you next week.